maybe. Yes, sir! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast. I'm your host, JT. Have a very cool interview for you today with the College Golf Fellowship, uh, CGF as it is known in golf circles, has been around quite a while now, unbeknownst to me, but uh, has been doing a lot of really good work to support kind of Christian emphasis and Christian fellowship in the world of college golf. I'm going to give you some time today with the central director of College Golf Fellowship, Marcus Jones, and another one of his staff in the central region, region excuse me, Bryce Newton, um, actually an Edmund product. Uh, Bryce, uh, accomplished golfer himself, as was Marcus in his day. Going to get to that interview here shortly, really this interview and the uh, exposure and highlighting of College Golf Fellowship truly brought to you by Boiling Springs Golf Club as part of our partnership with Boiling Springs, uh, the College Golf Fellowship event that happened this past weekend up at Boiling Springs uh, was put on my radar and uh, learning a little bit about the mission, learning a little about the people involved, had to get to Boiling Springs to support it. Obviously, Boiling Springs all summer long running their stay and play package unlimited golf at Boiling Springs because obviously one round is never enough when you make it up to the Sand Belt Gym. In addition to a night at the lovely Candlewood Suites, you can get yourself into that for the low price of $80 when you take a buddy, $110 if you're flying solo. You just go to BoilingSpringsGolfClub.com, click on Stay and Play Package, and enter your information there, and they will get you hooked up. If you take a couple seconds and drop YSO Golf into the special instructions, we will send you a limited edition Boiling Springs You're Still Out Golf Hat. Been a great early on partnership with Boiling Springs. We really appreciate their sponsorship. We really appreciate their, uh, frankly, golf friendship that they've given us over the past couple years. Boiling Springs, if you have not been out to Northwest Oklahoma to check it out, you are missing out. Without further ado, let's get to our podcast with Marcus Jones and Bryce Newton of the College Golf Fellowship. All right, Marcus, Bryce, first of all, welcome to your, your first official appearance on the You're Still Out Golf Podcast. Marcus, I'm going to bring you in first. The, the listeners got to hear voices because they don't really know who even I am. So, uh, Marcus, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me, JT. Thanks for being here. Bryce, we've talked a couple times via Zoom, prepping for the pod, prepping for uh, the event. Um, welcome back to Bowling Springs. Oh, yeah. Excited to be out here again. I will say, right off the jump, we are recording this episode from the clubhouse at Boiling Springs. You know, we have Ruffles potato chips being wrestled around in the background, um, you know, kids running around here. So uh, you might hear a little background noise in this one. We're out amongst the folks, which we love to be, especially here at Boiling Springs. So I want to get a little bit of background on each of you. It's important for our listeners to know kind of not only the voice that they're listening to, but the background specifically in, in, in golf. And in this case, College Golf Fellowship being a, a mission-driven, Christian-focused organization, um, you know, a little bit about that part of your background. And I will say, 
real quick, and I, I want to do this for, for all of our listeners. You know, yes, we're going to focus on a little bit of Christian emphasis here and what that means to a lot of players on the PGA Tour and uh, in the college golf world. Um, but if you know, if you're not a religion guy or gal, you know, don't don't turn this one off. There's going to be some great stories that we're going to tell, and I, I know a couple of them, and I'm excited for our listeners to hear it. But before we get there, Marcus, let's start with you. Background in golf, and then how you kind of got uh, to the place you are with CGF. Yes, JT. So I grew up. Um, my dad, mom, and dad were coaches and teachers in a little town called Graham, Texas, just south of Wichita Falls. Yep, across the border, and. Um, Played all the sports growing up, but eventually became um, kind of abnormally good at golf and realized I wasn't going to be John Elway. And so I started focusing Abnormally on good at golf. I like that. <laughs> and crazy enough, out of Graham, Texas, with 10,000 people, I ended up being the number one ranked junior golfer in my class. There was a guy ranked a little bit ahead of me named Tiger Woods. <laughs> maybe maybe had double the points I did. Tiger, Tiger. I, but, uh, from, I think I remember that guy, yeah. yeah. So it was it was fun growing up with him, even though he beat us all the time. Um, from that, I got to uh, ended up choosing to go to the University of Texas. All the guys on the team there were from the state of Texas, and that was uh, they were friends of mine and kind of exciting to try to take the best players in Texas and try to beat the world. And so, sure, it was at UT when College Golf Fellowship staff guy named Mark Perry and Brad Payne and some FCA staff guys kind of started befriending me, building in my life, and at that point, my life was all about winning. You know, at the very best, Christianity and my faith was just kind of fire insurance. <laughs> I didn't know my Bible. I didn't walk with the Lord. And so right. they really did a wonderful job of loving me and praying for me. And just and it was probably my sophomore year in college when I, after I'd gone through a process, said, I think Jesus is who he says he is, and I'm, I'm all in. And so the CGF staff guys at that time kind of discipled me and welcomed me as I played 10 years of pro golf. And then when I was done with that um, – Awesome adventures on the, all the mini tours. Never on the PGA Tour full-time. Um, they just said pray. I thought I would go back and coach like my dad, but they just said pray about coming to work for us. We have a lot of opportunities, and we need workers out there, and you've been faithful where you're at. So that was 16 years ago. So I started with College Golf Fellowship in 2007. Well, you know, yeah, fire insurance is one way to look at uh, Christianity. Uh, you know, I think if you're all about winning and you grow up playing golf against Tiger Woods, you know, you quickly figure out maybe we got to figure out if it's all about winning, we got to do something different. So uh, it's a, it's an easy way, easy way to push you in a different direction. Schedule tournaments where he's not in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bryce, you know, uh, this being a an audible medium, and we're not putting this out on, on YouTube or whatnot. Uh, you, you're you're more of the uh, the the younger statesman, as as it were, with uh, CGF currently, and kind of coming out of your your college days. But give us your background in golf, and then uh, again, how you got connected uh, in with CGF. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of like Marcus, came from a small town in southern Oklahoma. I don't know if anybody knows Hilton, little oil filled town. Oh yeah. Um, so. I actually grew up there, and my dad was a pastor, and I was more of a baseball player in high school, so golf background um, came a little later. I really enjoyed golf, um, and I transferred to Lone Grove, just kind of closer to Ardmore area, so I could play golf. I played golf and baseball all throughout all four years of high school, Um, so kind of mixed there, but then when I graduated, I wanted to play golf full-time. Uh, after high school so I actually walked on because I hadn't gotten very good at golf yet to a place in eight Oklahoma called East Central oh yeah 
Um, so beat I beat up on Oak Hills <laughs> while you were there. Oh, yeah, Oak Hills. They got the new greens as soon as I came. Uh, <laughs> so they were rock hard. Um, but it helped me out. Nobody else could hit greens, neither could I. So it uh, helped me make some tournaments when I was young. Uh, but yeah, it was <laughs> East Central is kind of where I started to play, play a lot more golf, get, get a lot better, and devote some time to it. Um, and East Central is also where I met Marcus at a tournament in Texas. Um, with, with CGF, we like to go to tournaments because they're on Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays and do Bible studies for the tournament, um, on Sunday nights. Cause guys can't obviously go to church cause they're practicing. Sure. So I got invited to the Bible study downstairs at the host hotel and there was Marcus and about seven or eight other college guys that were playing the event. And so I got to meet him, do a Bible study and hear about college golf fellowship, which was, uh, I was kind of amazed at, at, at that there was an organization, you know, driven to do things like that, um, with PJ tour players and, you know, all sorts of other things that seemed really exciting. So that was my first introduction to CGF and little did I know what that was going to end up, uh, the impact that was going to have in my life. And so I golf program got cut at East central my sophomore year due to budget cuts and I had nowhere to go, but Northeastern state university in Tahlequah. So I went there and CGF had a huge impact on my team there. Uh, while I was there, we went to a Ben crane retreat, uh, PJ tour player. Uh, he hosted about 50, 60 college guys at his house. And it just changed the, the dynamic of my team for my next three years and had a huge impact on me. And I just got to be super involved with CGF and as did my team. And yeah, it was really sweet. Uh, just getting to, to kind of see how CGF and, and, uh, and just Jesus and the gospel impacted me, my life and my team. Um, thanks to a budget cut at East central university. Well, it's, yeah, it's funny how God works things out for you there. <laughs> I think that one of the things you said about you're at a turn at one of your own tournaments and, and CGF is there, you didn't know it existed. I, I'm not, I kid you not. I mean, I'm pretty tied into the golf world. I mean, I'm about as nerded out on golf as you can be. And I didn't know it existed until two or three months ago. We're recording this right here in July of 2023 for somebody who listens to this two years from now. Mm-hmm. I immediately shot a note to Coach Hibble at OU. And I was like, are you guys involved with that? He's like, oh, yeah, we love those guys. We love it. I'm like, how did I not know about this, right? So all that being said, I think this will, this podcast will open some folks' eyes to what's going on now with CGF and why that's important for the world of golf. You mentioned a lot of golf is played uh, on Sundays, whether that be recreationally, professionally, collegiately, and um, folks who want to have a, a strong you know, Christian walk or a spiritual walk whatsoever. A lot of times that Sundays aren't available for that. And so before we get to current day, I'd love to hear, um, and heck, this is for me because I haven't done that much deep digging on it. How did it even get started? How did CGF originate? How long has it been around? You know, Marcus is the old guy. I mean, Tiger's old, so we know you're old. You, exactly. you time-stamped yourself. Um, give us some history. Where did it start? how long it's been around. What was even the impetus for doing it? As you heard by my story, it was around in the mid-90s when I started. I played golf 93 to 98. And actually, it started more in the late 70s, early Mm, 1980s. And so the the impetus was there were a few tour players, Larry Nelson, uh, Rick Massengill, Wally Armstrong, um, and a few others that just – realized having played college golf that all, of our, all, of our, all of our Wally Armstrong fans are going crazy right now I <laughs> I'm sure there's that. a lot of them out I there. mean they're screaming right now at, at the uh, at their phone like oh my gosh Wally Armstrong 
a lot of these guys just realize what college golf is like and how it's a little bit of an isolated group of kids, right? And you're traveling on the weekends, sure. you're out at the golf course after dark. It's hard to be involved in campus ministries or your local church. And so they had a heart to, to give back. And originally they started doing dinners at college tournaments where they would share their story and really just challenge the, the young folks in the room to think about life more than just birdies and bogeys. And so that even in 1982, they did the, um, the national championship in Fresno, California. I think um, Larry Nelson was the guest speaker, okay. shared his story and did the same thing there. And eventually I think we were incorporated in about 1985 and it actually has some Oklahoma roots to the process. You want no, to really yeah. Oklahoma roots. Okay. So in 80, I think 83, 80, 45, a guy named Bill Hildebrand who played golf at the university of Oklahoma okay. was, yeah. was kind of our, one at first kind of part-time really executive director who, who ran those college golf dinners and kind of worked with the pros to put them on here and there. Eventually Rick Massengill, who I mentioned earlier, who played at the university of Texas, um, it got hurt on tour and God led him into ministry and he became our full-time executive director in 1986. Okay. Um, and one of the young college guys who started working with those pros to make an impact in the world of college golf was named Lawrence Field, who grew up here in Oklahoma City. Uh, not here, we're actually in Woodward, but in Oklahoma City. And the then greater Oklahoma City. Greater. <laughs> it is greater. <laughs> and for whatever crazy reason, he, he led Lawrence to go play college golf at the University of Texas, where he got to become friends with Rick. And um, they dreamed up doing retreats and conferences over the summer break. And they they did at the Western Open two or three years in a row. I think it was 81 and 82, maybe 83. They did kind of the first college golf fellowship conferences where 15 to 25 college golfers came up and spent three days with the pros early in the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, so if you go back to the 70s, we're talking like almost 50 years worth of worth of work that CGS been doing. That's a, that's impressive. And yeah, I had no clue that AA was around and certainly had any Oklahoma roots. You know, I, I made the joke there about Greater Oklahoma City. We were joking about how it's hard, like a name is difficult, right? Because you start off doing one thing and you aim at one thing and kind of it even has this you know nice little acronym that we're, we're throwing out regularly here. My understanding, and Bryce, maybe you can speak into this a little bit, is that, I don't know if grown is the right way, but it, it's kind of gone in um, some additional directions. It's not only about college golfers having fellowship with one another, Bible studies for college golfers. It, there's, there's been some tentacles move beyond that. So uh, maybe give, give me a sense of how CGF has grown, what are some ways that it's meeting its mission and has met its mission, um, but that that name might be a... Um, a little, not a misnomer, but uh, more to it than just college golf. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, obviously our, our primary focus is college golfers, but I mean, golf is such a, a broad sport now, especially in the business world, professional world. Um, it reaches far and far beyond. And so, um, you know, who are we to not use those avenues as well sure. in, in, the, in the golf world? And so just a little bit about kind of more things that I do on maybe a weekly, weekly basis or throughout my year that aren't with college golfers. Um, I mean, one of the things is coaches. Um, we talked about college golfers being alone. Uh, <laughs> college coaches are, I would say, more so alone <laughs> than golfers. You know, you have you have five guys in their twenties playing on a college golf team and a coach. Yep. You know, in his you know thirties to to sixties, all alone for those three or four days he's with those guys, and so it can be tough being away from your family. And those guys need a lot of um, help navigating. You know how to lead their teams. They need someone to come alongside them. Um, just to, 
you know, maybe take care of problems and be someone who the guys on his team can speak to um, when they're not going to talk to their coach um, or whatever. So there's a lot of ministry we do to coaches as well. And we even do a coaches uh, and wives retreat um, for them just to come and enjoy some time, you know, free for them and just a way to enjoy their wives. And so just like that, um, clubs, I mean, obviously playing golf, we're at a lot of golf courses and clubs. And so we meet a lot of people out there and I think there's great ministry opportunities just to have, you know, a Bible study at your local club. Um, and so that's kind of some of the avenues and I might actually just kind of toss it over to Marcus because, you know, we are also involved on the PJ tour, the corn Ferry tour, the Canadian tour. And so that's kind of some of the really, truly beyond college golf there. Yeah. Okay. Right. It's, we worked alongside the guys who uh, search ministries were asked to lead the PGA tour Bible study for a long time. And FCA golf did the, the corn Ferry tour. And as those guys grew older, 30 years later, they've moved on to the champions tour, et cetera. And they've asked our staff guys to, you know, take their place. And so not really by design, but by God's design, we're now leading the Bible studies on those bigger tours and doing ministry among, among those guys and just encouraging and discipling, um, the traveling circus of the PJ Tour. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting, and I have no empirical data or objective numbers to back this up, but it seems like golf, professional golf that is, has a little bit more of a proclivity to have, um, we'll, just, we'll just call it kind of religious, you know, um, freedom and religious uh, emphasis, where you just don't hear about that as much on in the NBA and the NFL. I'm sure it does exist, but it just seems like within the game of golf, it's such an individual sport. Kind of the upside of that is individuals kind of get to tell their stories where you're part of a five-person team or a 22-person team. You, every person besides the quarterback doesn't get that to get in that exposure. And so, you know, we've mentioned FCA a couple of times. Some of our listeners may not know the FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, did that for a long time, and then, and then uh, CGF is doing it now. Give us some some kind of names out on, on tour that folks would definitely recognize that have either been part of CGF and have transitioned to, to the tour or uh, kind of our, our regular participants in, in that PGA Tour Bible study, Marcus. Right. You've heard some of the old guys, right? Wally Armstrong. We'll just bring his name up again. Well, I mean, I know that <laughs> we can't get, you know, <laughs> bit, you know a bigger right. name than Wally Armstrong. So it's the non-Wally Armstrong category, if you Man, will. He's fantastic, by the way. <laughs> but it goes on through the... You know, years, Davis Love and Lee Jansen, who are now out on the Champions Tour. Paul Stankowski hosted probably 25 or 30 retreats. He was wow. a great friend with Brad Payne, who's a tour chaplain, and they, they just did incredible ministry together. Paul was so fun. And then uh, younger guys, and Bryce helped me, but you got Cameron Tringali. I mean, really, Zach Johnson's not that young anymore, him mm-hmm. and Ben Crane. And then you got... Yeah, if you're the Ryder Cup captain, you're not young. <laughs> I didn't forget about him, but uh, Scotty Scheffler and Sam Burns are now hosting retreats. Um, yeah, Webb Simpson, Ben Crane are kind of the two that me in college were were doing a lot of retreats for for us. Yeah, Webb's still doing those. I mm-hmm. mean, they're, they're, it's it's pretty incredible. They they really have like, you know, owned this ministry. They they feel like they've invested in it. Sure. And there's a lot of guys that give their time back to these young guys. Well, I know when we you know some some listeners again, and maybe the ones that think this way have already turned this off, but. Um, you know, I think a lot of folks equate, you know, religion, Christianity to like, okay, we're, we're super boring. We're super down the middle. Like we're not, we're going home at night. We're not doing anything, you know, you know, and you brought up Ben Crane. Well, Ben Crane is one of the most 
famous golfers in the world simply because of his golf boys videos, right? So uh, unbelievable. I, I, I think that folks maybe be surprised that a guy likes to have that much fun and be that silly. It can also be uh, serious and talk about faith walk and things like that. Now, before we started, Bryce, you said uh, when we talked about let's tell some stories about these guys. Ben Crane immediately came up, so I, I want you to tell your your, your Ben Crane story, which uh, is a good one. Yeah. So, <laughs> am I actually so five or six of my teammates went to the Ben Crane retreat um, in Nashville, Tennessee, when I was a junior, and so we went. Um, you know, Ben Crane was pretty big ma- name at that time, and it was going to be fun. Fifty college guys to go hang at his house. Well, I had a teammate from Iran, and his name was Naveed, and he was just he loved to dance. Um, I mean, as charismatic and crazy of a guy as, you know, his name sounds. And so, uh, we were always having fun with him, but at the retreat, I, he, as far as I know, he's the only other person that got this opportunity, but he put on Ben Crane's wetsuit <laughs> for, um, all of us and came through the double doors of his kitchen and they played music and he just danced and everybody, all the college guys, I mean, 40, 50 has just erupted. Incredible. Um, and so Ben was just like, Hey, we got a special thing for y'all tonight. You know, we got a dancer coming in and, and here he comes wearing Ben's suit. And so, I mean, that's going to be something I don't forget for a long time. Uh, but I mean, as serious, you know, as funny and, and as a great time as we had there, I think Ben was just, I mean, his family and his dynamic, just life was incredible and impacted my team in a big way. So having fun and then also seeing just a great, you know, godly man and family was, that was one of my favorite retreats I've ever been to. Yeah. Ben, ben Crane is a, is a character and oh, yeah. we'll have to give him a pass for how slowly he plays golf. Um, Marcus, I know that you could go a lot of different ways telling us a story or two about guys that have either come through CGF, um, have been involved, etc. But, uh, but throw us at least one story about uh, a name that, that everyone would know that have been involved in CGF. And a funny one, an impactful one, you can take it wherever you want it. I mean, having done this for 16 years, there's just a lot there. <laughs> sure. Honestly, I, I may have to get back to it. But it is pretty incredible. Like, our goal is to give these guys a, a really a fun, I mean, they're going to have a blast on any retreat they come to. We just promise them that. And a safe place to just ask any questions they want to do it. And these tour guys are incredible. The ones that walk with the Lord, I mean, Davis Love, I mean, there's so many stories of being in his house. I mean, sleeping all over the place. I remember guys, you know, playing basketball and posting him up to, <laughs> they got out boxing gloves and, and some of his motorcycle helmets and, some stuff, you know, that really shouldn't have ever happened. <laughs> and um, and it happens all the time. So even down to Scotty Scheffler, he loves to play basketball. So the last few years, he used to come as a bas- uh, as a college kid. Well, he's right. in the over 40 league at the Y. Everybody knows that Scotty, you know, he's uh, wise beyond his years. <laughs> he, he definitely is wise beyond his years. But he's probably the best basketball player we've ever had as a college golfer. And I know there's some guys that are listening that might want to argue with that, but it's pretty incredible. And so as a college golfer, he would come and he would learn and he was just like everyone else trying to figure this out. But as he's gotten married and started walking with the Lord, he still does it. So it's not like the Scotty Scheffler retreat. He makes an appearance like he's there for two and a half days, sweating, pushing guys around, talking trash, knocking them to the floor. I mean, it's hilarious. And so he's getting after it. And then Sam, who really can't play basketball lick, Sam Burns <laughs> is doing the same thing, but he's falling down and he's got blisters and he's going, why am I doing this? And uh, he holds his own because he plays with Scotty. But, I mean, every, every retreat's like that. Webb is incredible. Cameron Tringali, it's just it's a lot of fun watching these guys give back. It really is. It's very cool. It's very cool that guys that are out there on the professional level uh, take the time to, 
yeah, to give to up and coming college golfers and folks who need a positive influence in their life because, you know, even in the somewhat, uh, at least outwardly looking squeaky clean game of, of, of golf, like uh, there's still a lot of, a lot of things you can get yourself into that maybe don't lead yourself down the, the best path. So JT, um, we do have kind of a, a squeaky clean reputation, I guess, as golfers, but a lot of them are like me where maybe we're not the most physically depraved you know, people group out there. Most college golfers are, are somewhat wealthy, right? Even me is, is a son of, you know, school teachers. Maybe I was on the low end. But there's still a lot of folks that are spiritually depraved. Sure. You know, they, my, my dad gave me nothing as far as spirituality goes. I had a mom that prayed for me and drug me to church some, but but I got nothing from my dad. And so even even though, um, yeah, we're not physically depraved, there's just a lot of questions out there a lot of loneliness. And even if you get to the top, kind of maybe where I was for a little while in my class, like it's exhausting. Right. And, and you're kind of thinking, is this it? Am I going to have to do this the rest of my life to stay fulfilled and ride these ups and downs? And, and we get to help guide kids through that. You know, that, that that's not it. There's, there's something more than just a, a great round of golf. Yeah. And, and I know I was, I made the joke about how, you know, in golf, there's a lot of low points and like, that's a reason to like, you know, kind of look to God to, for that fulfillment. I think that it's a very individual sport, right? Even at the weekend hacker level, I mean, yeah, you have your group of buddies. Even your best three golfing buddies don't give a crap how you're playing. All they care about is how they're playing, right? And you think that everybody cares about how you're playing, but it's a lonely deal. And so I know golfers that are, you know, just trying to break 80 or 90. And like, you know, the difference in shooting 90 versus 89 or 80 versus 79 is like, you know, self-worth driven, you know, and, and hand up, you know, I've been there. So I think that the CGF model of, you know, let's come along guys and, and, and gals that have ups and downs and know that the ups and downs are always going to be ups and downs and that could be golf or life. And uh, CGF seems to do that well, based on what I've seen so far. Right. I mean, golf is a wonderfully difficult challenge and it is a great game. I love it, but it's a terrible God. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. I know a couple of times we've been, you know, talking for this past 20 minutes, you guys have been looking over your shoulder. It's, it's looking pretty, pretty plush out there. Uh, I know we're wanting to get out there and play a few holes of golf. Let's use that as a transition to talk a little bit about Boiling Springs and specifically how Boiling Springs got on the College Golf Fellowship radar to do uh, one of the event retreats. And ultimately, how did you guys decide to come out here? Bryce, I'll kick that one to you. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. We've been thinking about doing uh, something in Oklahoma for for a while. We do we do a big four ball in Dallas every year, and uh, but Oklahoma City and college golf's just grown a lot in CGF, and so we knew there was a need just to kind of have a kickoff event before the guys go back to college. And so we've been looking around at some some places, and and I'm all for unique um, kind of out there. And so, uh, I mean, our two that were on our radar were, were definitely Boiling Springs and Romano's. And so I'd played Romano's, but I had not played Boiling Springs. Um, but my buddy was adamant about it. I had two friends come up and play it and call me, and they were like, you got to get out here. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, let's, let's see what we need to do. And uh, kind of just contacted Jeff out here and uh, came and played a practice round. And, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, a gym and a, a hidden gym for sure and, and loved it. And so that's kind of where – why we came out we want something different we want something far away with something super unique and i think that's what we found out here i would agree and, and i would co-sign all of that and and in fact um what we're going to kind of transition to for uh, the kind of the back half of the pod is i'm going to try to get 
a little bit of sound, you know, from some of the guys that are playing after they played a few holes and uh, get their impressions of it. Because I think once you come out here and you play, are blown away at you keep saying unique. You know, I think you you close your eyes, you open your eyes, you're looking around, and am I in like the Australian Sandbelt? Am I at Pinehurst? Am I at a combination of Prairie Dunes and Pinehurst? I've heard a lot of things tossed out as long as I've been coming out here for these past you know three years since I've discovered it. Um, and so you guys are in for a, a treat, as are the guys. But uh, Marcus, let me give you the last word. Yeah, if you if you can only have one thing that is a takeaway from this pod, um, in terms of you know what folks should know about CGF and just the, the way that it plays a role in, um, you know, building up these guys' lives, what would that be? One thing, um, probably the thing I'm most proud of is just our staff. Uh, the young guys below me, like Bryce, they're just very, very well-trained, very skilled, and almost all of them understand competitive golf at the highest level. And so if you're a young college golfer or you're a parent of a college go- high school golfer looking to go that way, we just we just want to be a friend, a mentor, and help guide you guys in that process and, and also keep you in balance. You know, life is worth a lot, you know, it means a lot more. It's, it's, it's more than just birdies and bogeys. And so we want you to have a good perspective and foundation as you, as you navigate it. Well said. Well, thanks for giving me some time. Um, I'm excited that you guys are here. I'm always excited when new folks learn about Boiling Springs, especially a group that, uh, you know, aligns with certainly my personal values and, um, you're in for a good time and thanks for making the time. Thanks JT. Yeah, thanks for having us JT. So there you go, folks, Marcus Jones and Bryce Newton of college golf fellowship. Just not going to meet two finer individuals out there in the world of golf. Uh, great players in their own right. Going to get to some results if you will from the event out at boiling springs a little bit later on in the pod you'll see that both marcus and bryce even though they are into their professional careers can still bat it around pretty good on the golf course you know the thing that brought those guys together on this particular weekend uh, was boiling springs i think everybody knows at this point that i uh am quite the evangelist pun intended when it comes to boiling springs cannot get enough of the place and um was able to get on the golf course with a lot of these guys didn't get as much audio as i wanted to but was able to snag uh, patrick vahabstadagen southwest christian um, university golfer southwest christian right in the okc metro in bethany have another connection to southwest christian that i'll get to uh, after his clip, but uh, simply pulled Patrick to the side after he had gotten uh, eliminated from the horse race. He made it, uh, I think, all the way to the uh, to the finals there before getting getting beat out. Here is what Patrick had to say about Boiling Springs. All right, we're here uh, just at the end of uh, the horse race here, the first night of the CGF event at Boiling Springs. Here with Patrick Vahops. Vahopsadagan? Yeah, Vahopsadagan. Vahopsadagan. Okay, I know yeah. it. So, uh, first time at Bowling Springs? Uh, yeah, first time at Bowling Springs. It exceeded expectations. It's pretty pretty cool. Pretty pretty sweet place. So, so if I had to say, what's one word to describe Boiling Springs, what would it be from what you've seen so far? One word? Um, I'd say just unique. It's not. I haven't seen many courses like this in Oklahoma. You know, like from the Oklahoma City area, everything's kind of more flat. You know, you have some undulation here. Uh T boxes, you know, elevated T boxes, so it's it's fun. 
Well, good luck this weekend, and uh, excited for you to see the rest of the course, bud. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So again and again and again, the word unique comes up discussing Boiling Springs. Uh, Patrick said it there once again. Bryce, earlier on in this podcast, said it a couple times. And uh, that's probably the word that I have used to describe Boiling Springs more than any other word. And it is unique because we in Oklahoma just aren't used to things that aren't parkland-style tree-lined golf courses. And Boiling Springs truly is like you are certainly in another state, probably in another country, maybe in a different world. Uh, The terrain, the turf, the soil type, the sand dunes, and frankly, the tranquility of the experience that's out there. Uh, Just second to none in Oklahoma. Uh, Wanted to, since this is a bit of a Boiling Springs um, fan session, talk to who is probably becoming one of Boiling Springs' biggest fans and honestly a Southwest Christian University tie, former head coach of the SWC Eagles, Darren Reed, a friend of the program, was on the podcast back in the spring before Southwest Christian's run out to nationals, and uh, I will probably never forget Darren calling me after his first round at Boiling Springs. His exact words were, why didn't you tell me, man? Why didn't you tell me? And I was just cracking up because he kept on and on and on about, um, again, just how blown away he was and how it was, uh, you know, one banger after another out at Boiling Springs. So here is Coach Reed talking about his time at Boiling. Oh, man. I mean, it is truly a golf sicko's paradise. It's by far the most interesting course in Oklahoma. I mean, for one thing, I didn't realize we had that much sand in this state. But if I had one round left to play in Oklahoma, I would easily choose Boiling. You know, I had I had heard for a long time about the hype and all the thoughts that people had about um, Boiling, but you truly aren't able to grasp it until you're on property. I mean, just with the amount of undulation and sight lines that they've cleared out and what the course asks of you during your round makes it truly a spectacle, for, especially for somebody who is from Oklahoma and plays courses in the state all the time. I feel like D. Reed always has the best terminology to apply to the game of golf, and spectacle is totally appropriate for what Boiling Springs has to offer and um, Darren just a great great golf sicko voice in the game here in Oklahoma actually would encourage you to go back and check out episode 157 which is uh, coach Reed in a way that only he can talking about golf life and various sundries you will not regret going back and checking that one out again 157 the episode with with Darren. Well, he mentioned the sight lines that they've cleared out at Boiling, the tremendous condition that the course is in, and got to shout out our guy, Jeff Wagner, general manager, golf course superintendent, basically the everything that is everything to Boiling Springs, 
just has done an amazing job over what is now the last uh, seven years, I believe. Got there in 2016 to that golf course. Uh, both locals and uh, visitors alike are raving about what is happening out there at Boiling Springs. Before we let you go, definitely want to talk about the results of the event there at Boiling with the College Golf Fellowship. Kind of had three competitions during the three days. Mentioned the horse race that happened on Friday evening. Jeremy Tandoy, a University of Arkansas Fort Smith golfer, was the last man standing in the horse race. Got to follow the entirety of that. Dude has a lot of swag. Made a putt early on. Uh, for either par or birdie to kind of stay in the horse race. I think it was his first hole and um, kind of made it happen from there. It was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, they then kind of moved on to the main events being uh, 54 holes of stroke play with both an individual comp and a team comp, kind of the team comp, a four-man stroke play best ball. So we kind of look at each round who had the best score on that particular hole and that added up to a score for each of the 18 and before I get to the the results got to talk about the great names for these teams uh, things like the par perfectionists the shallow swallows which I got to figure out the story behind that but great name the divot dynasty I thought was another good one just to name a few but at the end of the day the sand trap slayers get it done Minus 30, again, 30 under par over three rounds of stroke play at Boiling Springs. Those guys absolutely tore it up. Want to shout out team members Will Sides of SMU, Alex Bloxham, another University of Arkansas Fort Smith product, Syed Powers, uh, right here, Oklahoma City University, and then high schooler Jack Case, uh, college-bound golfer rounded out the Sand Trap Slayers squad. Uh, in terms of the individual comp, the big prize went to the aforementioned Will Sides, again, an SMU, um, soon-to-be sophomore. Actually, it was all-conference in his freshman year there in Dallas. Uh, get this, 19 under par at Boiling Springs, 64, 66, 66 to win by a wide nine-stroke margin over none other than Marcus Jones. The old guys can still get it done. Minus 10 for Marcus there in second place. Uh, shout out to him for playing some great golf at the event. Jesse Rouse at minus nine, and then a trio of guys at minus three uh, rounding up, rounding out the top four, uh, Reagan Streck, Gabe DeCasas, and none other than Bryce Newton. Yes, our guy Bryce uh, played some great golf, closed with a nice little 69 on the final round to get into that uh, T4 position. Folks, just want to say thanks to College Golf Fellowship for allowing us to shine some light on their organization. Again, great work helping future, current, former college golfers in their uh, in their walk in life, as well as, as we heard, PGA Tour players still involved through uh, the ministry that they're doing. Also want to do a huge thanks to Boiling Springs Golf Club for allowing us to be a part 
of the weekend. Uh, Jeff, of course, his awesome wife, Hannah, does not get enough credit for what she does there at Boiling Springs. So the Wagners, certainly the uh, the first family of Woodward Golf at this point. Can't thank them enough for uh, how they've embraced the podcast and all the uh, folks making the pilgrimage out to Boiling Springs. The next pilgrimage to Boiling Springs, the 18th annual congregation. Yes, it is getting closer and closer. Last weekend of September, the countdown is certainly on to our third straight Kong there at Boiling Springs. And we can unequivocally say that there is no better place in Oklahoma golf to get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs) 